0: John Hextall has referred more than once to Danton Heinen as a value signing and I'm still here trying to figure out exactly what that value is to this particular hockey team. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily shots of Steelers and Pirates, right where you found this. I have at least graduated past the point of repeatedly referring to Heinen as the Anaheim guy. I don't know why, I just had this mental block about remembering his name. Plus, he just didn't strike me as being all that significant, or for that matter, sensible. Sensible. When I was picturing ways that the Penguins could spend whatever small amount of cap space that they had, it most certainly wasn't on a bottom six winger who doesn't score much, isn't all that great defensively, doesn't add a size component, isn't super fast. And and you see where I'm headed here? Like, I just don't get this one other than what Hextall actually spoke, which is that Heinen was, as he saw it, a value signing. Okay, well, what's that mean? Heinen's contract was for one year, $1.1 million. That's obviously not very expensive. It's not that much more than the NHL minimum wage. Heinen has, over the course of his somewhat unusual NHL career, produced on occasion. In particular, when he broke in with the Bruins in the 2017-18 season, he put up 16 goals and 31 assists in 71 games. That's serious stuff for a rookie. that's, That's impressive. Now, he also played with some of Boston's better guys, got some regular duty on special teams and everything else, and again, to his credit, taking nothing away from him, he put up numbers that made you think, wow, wow, B's really got somebody here. But then, after that, 11 goals the following season in 77 games, Ten goals a season after that in 67 games. By now he's with Anaheim. And he had seven goals in 43 games this past season, which actually, if you prorate it, isn't that bad, but you don't really get to do prorating in hockey. Whatever you score is whatever you score. So three out of his four seasons, he's kind of looked pretty pedestrian. And then the one rookie season, he looked like he was pretty promising. What's this mean for Pittsburgh? I don't know. I don't even know why he's here. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how one dollar from you is all it takes for them to produce and distribute five full meals. One dollar equals five full meals. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how you can make a difference. If there were some fit if there were some specific need, if there were a line that you were looking for, maybe a little bit of whatever it is that he brings, I could make some sense out of this. I could at least begin to do that. If the Penguins really believed that Heinen was undervalued, by his previous two employers in Boston and Anaheim or that maybe there's something that they could add to his game, some kind of wrinkle that would allow him to regain that rookie form, to climb back onto that same trajectory and become what was expected of him, although he's now 26 years old. I could see it. But I can't even piece together Like a line to put him on. I'm looking at the first line. He's not getting on there. I'm looking at the second line, and I guess you could, if you saw some great offensive capability, let's say, like, even in a training camp setting or or preseason, where he pumps a bunch of goals and gets his confidence up, and everybody starts saying good things about him. And hey, who's this Danton Heinen guy? Wasn't he that guy that that one random podcaster was ripping on <laughs> all summer long? Wow, he looks great. Well, if Heinen shows something to that effect, and you say, "All right, well, maybe." This makes Jason Zucker expendable. Well, Zucker's expendable now. You know, you didn't need Zucker or his $6 million salary. And cap hit. You'd be happy to move that regardless of Danton Heinen. What's next? Third line? My projection is that the third line will be Teddy Bluger, Zach aston reese and probably Brock McGinn. I can't be certain which of the two left-handed wingers will end up on the right side, but they're probably going to be your big energy line. McGinn was acquired to kind of be the Brandon Tanev replacement. What am I missing? Fourth line? You want to add him to your fourth line? Well, your fourth line has seven count them, seven guys who are reasonable candidates who spent time in the NHL this past season. Seven of them. And out of that group, I'm probably looking at Evan Rodriguez, Anthony Angelo, Sam Lafferty, Dominic Simone, Radim Zahorna, and Drew O'Connor, and Heinen. That's a whole lot of guys for your fourth line. And I'm not suggesting that really any of them are locks for it. You do want to have competition. You do want to have battles at that part of your depth chart. I get that. I appreciate it. And actually, I'd throw in a couple other names... One of them that Hextall mentioned himself as a candidate being Philip Hollander, the prospect that the Penguins got back, who used to be in their system, in the Jared McCann trade with the Maple Leafs. And the obvious prospects Samuel Poulin and Nathan Legere. So there are a lot of candidates for that. And again, I don't see what it is that Heinen brings. Is he your McCann replacement? If so, no. You know, I mean, McCann worked his way up the depth chart. McCann worked his way onto Power Play 1. And ended up being your main guy on Power Play 1 for a big chunk of the season. This guy isn't that. You know, you know where I want to take this subject, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I am not bringing up that this is money that they could have used to keep Cody CeCe. I am not bringing that up. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for just one question. And that comes always on this program, courtesy of Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over two hundred bucks. Fubo TV is sixty-five bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, just for listening to a hockey show in late August, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial and fifteen percent off your first month. Go to fubotv.com slash DK to take advantage of this deal. FuboTV.com slash DK. The question comes from Andrew Trapp, who asks, More important to have a bounce-back season, John Marino or Kasperi Kapanen? Ooh, that's tough. Usually I feel like I can snap my finger and answer these. I am going to say, from the standpoint of the team's performance, that it's Capitan. I'm also going to say, from the standpoint of the team's future cap hits and so forth, that it's Marino. If it sounds like I'm ducking out of it, then I'll just stick with Capitan. Because Capitan, there's just so much there. You know, And I'm not taking anything away from Marino in that regard because we all saw what he did as a rookie. And he has the capability to be not a three, certainly not a five. He should be your number one defenseman. He should be your main guy on an NHL defense corps with the way he broke into this league. There's no excuse, no reason for him not to. You can't raise the bar that high And then just kind of, you know, although I guess Danton Heinen did, but, but enough about him. This is a player, Kapanen, who can do so much more than what I'd even realized. I thought the world of him at his initial development camp saw the touch, saw the release, saw the finish, no pun intended. And I was really surprised when he went to Toronto and didn't produce, at least not to those expectations. Now, eventually, the Maple Leafs kind of crowded him so far down their depth chart on the right side behind Mitch Marner and William Nylander that it just became, like, ridiculous because he had no chance of getting onto any special teams or anything like that. Well, he... He can do all of that. He can do all of that in Pittsburgh. I don't think he's locked off the power play. There isn't anyone on this hockey team who shoots the puck the way he does. I'm just talking about the pure shot. I'm not comparing his overall game, certainly not his consistency. But it's almost inconceivable that you can have someone like that who can release like that, who can catch a goalie off guard, who can beat the goalie without the assistance of a screen, who can park himself in the left dot and give you a threat you haven't had over there since, Ooh, can't even say Phil, because Phil didn't one-time it from over there, Phil Kessel, you know? There are so many things that Capitan can add To this team. I'm not even scratching the surface. Think about a healthy Evgeny Malkin returning, feeling great, flying around on that repaired knee and everything else, and clicking with Cap the way we saw them do quite a lot this past season. Picture the value, to bring up that term again, that Capitan brings by lifting a superstar by lifting the investment that you've already made in a superstar and raising that up. Uh, There's just, to me, there's a lot there that Capitan can bring. There is. uh, And I don't see him as some bad seed or something just because occasionally you'll have a head-scratching sequence or something that visibly ticks off Mike Sullivan. I I see a player who cares. I see a player... uh, who, who wants to be part of this who's genuinely happy to be back in Pittsburgh and man I, I have a hard time putting a whole lot of things on the list above seeing the best version of that kid emerge but you know what I'll take both I'll take both as long as you're asking I appreciate the question I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins we'll do this again tomorrow